I'm Rebecca Kling from the Sierra Club, and this is The Land I Trust, Season 4. For those of you new to the series, The Land I Trust is a Sierra Club podcast that captures the voices and stories of people on the front lines of the fight against dirty energy and for a just transition to clean energy. People seeking and implementing alternatives that will sustain our planet for future generations. And for those of you new to me, I'm a storyteller, community organizer, educator, advocate for transgender rights, and your host this season. I've been following the land I trust for a while now. No, it wasn't required employee listening at the Sierra Club. I've followed it because it's an approach I really believe in. My background isn't just in environmental activism. I also believe in the power of stories. Data, science, and facts, they're all essential, but stories are what move people. They're what get under our skin and lodge in our brain and connect us to each other. We've traveled all over the country in the past to bring you these stories, but this season we're doing things a little differently. We can't travel to the homes and fields and rivers of our storytellers, so they're sending their stories to us. Each episode will be a personal narrative of the daily struggles they face and the solutions they're finding to remain hopeful and resilient. Stories from people working hard to do good for their communities and for all of us. In North Minneapolis, a garbage incinerator burns nearly half the county's waste. The energy generated from the incinerator flows downtown to heat buildings of corporations and businesses. But the pollution from all those tons of burned trash stays right in North Minneapolis, the city's largest black neighborhood. In many cities across the country, black and brown communities are more likely to be located near heavy polluters. Kyra Brown grew up near the incinerator in North Minneapolis without ever knowing about its damaging health effects. Now Kyra's working to raise awareness and shut the incinerator down. My name is Kyra Brown, uh, pronouns are they, them, and I am based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. So my introduction into environmental justice work, it really came when uh, Minneapolis Police Department killed Jamar Clark back in 2015. And um, that really just pretty much radicalized me into wanting to get more involved in the underground work happening here in Twin Cities. Um, When the killing of George Floyd happened, I got involved pretty early on, like the third day, I think that's when the calls started happening, the third day after the killing, and then I started hopping on the daily calls on the fourth day. Um, I've been trying to take it day by day, really, uh, just trying to see the big picture. You know, we do say a lot of these issues are intersectional, and with defunding the police and taking money out of, like, the budget of the police, where could that money go? It can easily go to provide reparations for these environmental justice communities that have been harmed by incinerators. Like, uh, where our incinerator in Minneapolis is located, most directly impacts North Minneapolis, a neighborhood that's majority Black Um, low-income that was very intentional why I was placed in that neighborhood, North Minneapolis. 
I didn't know we had incinerators at all <laughs> in Minnesota. Like the whole concept seemed pretty weird, especially with like Minnesota considering itself a green state. The fact that we have, I think, seven in total just really seemed very weird. There was one in Rochester actually too. So both places I, I've lived have had incinerators located in the community. I do have asthma, so yeah, there's a good chance that's one of the causes. Mm -hmm. The emissions can cause hospitalizations, especially for youth, for any asthmatic-related things. Um, so with COVID and it being a respiratory disease, that's just only going to increase the number of hospitalization and potential sicknesses due to already bad emissions happening in that part of the city. So there's just a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of lack of support. A lot of the work is just educating people on first what incineration is and then also letting them know that there's one located in our our backyard pretty much um, just right across the street. And when I tell them like it's located across the street from Twin Stadium, people are always amazed by that too because it is actually shut off during Twins games. So it <laughs> so it's like, okay, you guys can shut it off while like people are enjoying a nice baseball game, but while kids go to school, that's <laughs> not important to you. So yeah. And how the state tries to say that individual actions are causing these different health problems when in reality it's different factors that we can't actually control, but since the uprising here, I've seen like different articles and just different conversations around environmental justice. I'm very committed to making sure environmental justice is remembered in all of these conversations. Um, some days are a lot easier than others <laughs> and the work's like nowhere near done, um, but it really just increased my imagination of all things that are possible when the people actually get to decide what happens in our communities. A lot of the times when people ask, why do people organize? What's the point? I really think it's for building a future better than you know what I grew up in, even if I don't get to see it. A lot of this work requires you to be able to see things that aren't there yet. But I think at the end of every day, I still have a little bit of hope. That's why I'm still, you know, in this fight. You can find The Land I Trust on all your favorite podcast and social media platforms and by searching the hashtag The Land I Trust. We'll release an episode every Monday for the next few months. You can follow the series on Instagram and Twitter, too, where we'll be posting original illustrations of our storytellers. The Land I Trust is hosted by me, Rebecca Kling, produced by Adil Trehan and Jeff Shaw at the Sierra Club, with Josephine Holtzman, Isaac Kestenbaum, and Danielle Roth of Future Projects Media. This episode was mixed by Merritt Jacob, with music by Jeff Brodsky. Special thanks to Charles Frempen Longden. Learn more about the story you heard today and other stories from The Land I Trust at sc.org stories.